Welcome back to the Sharing Hope Podcast, where we feature practical insights and spiritual principles to help you experience an abundant life at home and at work. It's Daniel Rundleman's goal to share hope and inspire action as you listen. You can also discover more insights online at www.thehope.network. Here's Daniel with a few ideas that will surely encourage and educate. Hello, friends. Today, we're going to talk about two words to impact your life and business. Now, I've got a question for you just to kind of begin. Are you in the customer service business? They might say, Daniel, why are we talking about business? Well, here's what I know. Our business and our work life affects our personal life, our spiritual life, our mental and emotional world. And so if we can impact our business world, then we can also change our personal world and personal life. And there are two words that can transform and impact your life and business. So again, the question, are you in the customer service industry? No matter what you do, whether you are a politician or a preacher, maybe you're a pizza maker, you are in the customer service industry. We all serve people, we all serve customers, and we all are customers. A few years ago, when I was in the restaurant business, I was uh, at the restaurant that I ran, watching an elderly couple sitting down to have lunch. I noticed that they ordered one meal with one extra cup, and as I watched, the gentleman, he carefully divided his hamburger in half. He cut it right precisely in half. Then he counted out the fries, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me, until each of them had half. He then poured out half of the soft drink into the extra cup and set it in front of his wife. Now, the old man began to eat, and his wife sat watching, her hands folded in her lap. I just was amazed at what was going on and had to ask. I walked over and said, excuse me, uh, I noticed that you guys were having everything here today, you half the hamburger, half the fries, and even shared half of the drink. Uh, I wondered if, if you would allow me to purchase you another meal. That way you don't have to split your order. The old man leaned over. He said, oh no, we've been married 50 years, and everything has always been shared 50-50 right down the middle. I scratched my head and said, well, well, ma'am, uh, I looked at his wife and said, ma'am, uh, when are you going to eat? She replied, as he said, we do everything 50-50. It's his turn to use the false teeth. (laughs) I love that. uh, I love that story. Maybe it was a joke. It didn't really happen. We all have stories of good, bad, and ugly customer service experiences, whether you were the customer or you were behind the counter. And we can all agree that a happy customer or you as a happy customer or you as a happy employee or employer, well, you're grateful, you're satisfied, you enjoy going to work more when you feel appreciated, when you feel that you are valued, when you are satisfied, that grateful customers also tell other people and they return and give more business. This message today can make a difference if you are open. The scriptures say you have the power of life and death in your tongue, and there are two words that can impact your life and your business. Now, these words are not by now. They're not you're hired. It's not you're fired. It's not 50% off or no masks. It's not open late. It's not on sale. Two simple words that express gratitude. 
are thank you. Say that right now. Thank you. When you use these two words, you can change the environment of your workplace. You can change your day and the days of the people all around you. We're going to look at this for the next few minutes because gratitude gives perspective. It shows that you matter, that a customer is not just a number and an employee is not just a paycheck. At home, it shows that family is not a distraction. Gratitude gives perspective. And isn't that something that we all need? The opposite is also true. Not being grateful leads to people feeling taken advantage of, no loyalty, or feeling like you don't matter. I remember the story I heard of Viktor Frankl. He survived the Holocaust concentration camps, and, and he tells about how he was in line to receive food one day, and his entire perspective on life changed. His entire life changed because of gratitude. Viktor Frankl wrote in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, that he was there in the concentration camp. He was waiting for his ration of food, which was normally dirty water with maybe a piece of cabbage floating inside it. And there he's waiting in line. He receives his ration. He looks down, and instead of a piece of cabbage is a severed, scaly fish head. He said in that moment, it was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. There and then he said, thank you. It redefined beauty for him. It wasn't an Instagram model. It wasn't a beautiful rose. It was a severed fish head. He knew that he would make it through the next few days because of the sustenance that he had from that meal. He had gratitude. Gratitude gives perspectives. Many of us never realize how good we have it or how much better it could be. I wrote about this in a book called An Appreciation Awakening, where I talk about looking for beauty. Here's what I said. Looking for beauty gives you the opportunity to see problems and pain differently. This doesn't mean you should ignore the hurt or pretend everything is rosy. Instead, find something positive and focus on it. Discover the beauty beyond the pain. Choose to think about what you have instead of what you don't have. Train your brain to see the good that may come out of the hurt. This can be done through any tragedy of life. How you define life will determine how you live it. Your mind's personal dictionary of terms and thoughts will affect you greatly. It's not what happens to you that matters. What makes a difference is how you define what happens to you. The meaning you place on the events of life will directly impact your emotions and actions. You may think the pain in your past was God punishing you for something and therefore harbor bitterness. Or you could place a different meaning on the pain and look at it as an opportunity for growth. A relationship can end and devastate you emotionally, or you can consider the relationship completed and learn lessons from what occurred. A floating fish head can be disgusting, or it can be beautiful. You choose. You get to decide the meaning of everything in your life. Viktor Frankl interpreted the horrid treatment as an opportunity to find out who he really was. He came out of the Holocaust a victor, not a victim. He walked in his truth and his personal definitions. Similarly, you can master the art of giving your own definitions to events and words in your personal world, and you don't need Webster's Dictionary. You can control the meaning of everything you can experience. Again, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's what you think about what happens to you that matters. You choose the quality and the purpose. By controlling or defining the meaning of your experiences, you also determine how much time and energy each issue is given. Definitions allow you to prioritize what is important over what is trivial. 
to decide your own definitions, you can ask yourself these questions. Think about the why and the how. Ask yourself, what does this look like to me? There are others who had the same situation as Viktor Frankl did in the Holocaust, but they didn't have such a mental fortitude to define beauty as he did. He wrote about the many who faced his same tortures, yet chose to give in to suicide or dark despair. Definitions and attitude made the difference between those who lived through the concentration camps and those who would often simply give up. This shows us it is possible for two people to look at the exact same problem and see two different perspectives. The difference is in the definition. So, are there areas in your life that need to be redefined? How do you define success, or love, or purpose, or security, or legacy, or hate? What do your personal definitions look like? Finding something to be thankful for during a tragedy almost seems sacrilegious. It's odd to consider a good side to the holocaust of 7 million Jews dying for no reason. Likewise, how can you be happy about the loss of a job? Who is thankful to be attending the funeral of a loved one? What is to be celebrated when your partner wants to leave? Frankel would agree you don't have to be grateful for the tragedy. However, find something in that situation which invokes a feeling of gratitude. Any tragedy can be processed in a healthy fashion, considering the meaning of you determine. That meaning can be the beauty of thankfulness, pure luck, or even karma. Personal definitions excel over the norms of desolation. Perspective shows us that regardless of the evil, there is always good present. The school shooting might have hurt 24 kids, but hundreds were left unscathed. The divorce may have separated you from your children physically, yet proximity doesn't determine parental love. The job may have come to an end. There are plenty of lessons to learn, many other employers to seek out. Viktor Frankl focused on what he had and what he thought, and at least there was a fish head and not just dirty water for dinner. It made a difference for him. Defining good and evil or blessing and curse is all a matter of perspective. Victor learned, regardless of loss, there are always memories to celebrate. Beauty is waiting to be discovered. Even in the darkest of times, there is a reason to be thankful. And maybe, just maybe, gratitude is more heartfelt when it is given in the midst of pain. I wrote that in my book, An Appreciation Awakening. Now, if Victor Frankl could be grateful at a concentration camp, can't we do that at well? Can't we do that as well at home or at work? Can't we have gratitude and rethink or reframe our situations when that sale doesn't go through or when that relationship ends? Can't we be grateful when a job is lost or a customer is aggravating, when an employee misses another shift, when kids stay sick, when you're feeling stressed to the max, when your mother's placed in hospice care, when problem after problem plagues you. Gratitude gives perspective. You don't have to be thankful for everything, but you can be thankful in everything. If you can lean into this idea, it could really change your life. Too many times in business and life, we focus on what we don't want. That doesn't have to be the way anymore. You can focus on abundance and what you have and what you do want. It's really amazing that a problem seems to get bigger when you think about it. Nothing gets better by focusing on how bad it is. Think about what you want, not what you don't want, and be thankful in advance because gratitude gives perspective. Two words, thank you, can align your thoughts, your mind, to the goodness. In fact, gratitude actually rewires your brain. 
It changes your biochemistry, and it can really help you no matter what you face. When you feel and express gratitude, those two words, thank you, release energy into the universe, and it has profound power. The University of Berkeley found that being thankful, journaling your feelings, expressing your feelings, can literally change who you are on the inside. Your blood pressure lowers when you say thank you. You sleep better when you journal what you're grateful for before you go to bed. Dopamine, serotonins are released. Happy endorphins, great chemicals on the inside. Those happy hormones are released when you say thank you. It's pretty amazing, the power of gratitude. It's actually proven that gratitude is good for your body. The two words that make business and life better are thank you. And this is powerful, not just for you, but for many others. Berkeley discovered in their recent study that the person who said thank you saw an increase in their dopamines and serotonins and saw a decrease in their blood pressure. They also found in their study that the person who heard the words thank you, who received the appreciation, mirrored the same type of chemical change. Neurological pathways were created when someone says thank you. They took the study a little bit farther and found that the person who said thank you received a change in their life. The person who received the appreciation received a change. And then someone who watched this interaction received the exact same change in their life. Gratitude gives perspective and it changes the world from the inside out. When you choose kindness, it makes a difference. It's possible to create a culture at work or at home that is positive and encouraging through gratitude. There are many ways to do that. And again, you don't have to be grateful for everything. You can be grateful in everything. Look for those opportunities. One of the most compelling ways to do that is through writing. Every day, just take out a piece of paper or a journal and write down three to five things that you are grateful for, that you are thankful for, or looking forward to. Oprah Winfrey said that more than any celebrity she had interviewed, more than any work that she had done in her life, that the most important thing in her entire life was starting and using a gratitude journal. Why is that? Because gratitude gives perspective. That's key. As you give gratitude, you can have perspective. It changes your environment. It changes you on a biological level. It can change your life, your work, and your world. Thank you are these two words for impact. You might feel sometimes that you don't matter. Other people may feel that same way around you. When you say thank you, it makes a difference. You might also feel that you can't change the world, but with gratitude, you can change one person's world and therefore affect the entire universe. Gratitude gives perspective. So, if you want a better workplace or a better home life, you can change it. You can say thank you. Think about the next situation that you may be in, maybe a meal that you're having with family or friends or at work, and use that as an opportunity to be grateful. One amazing way is, of course, to stop, to say thanks, just to offer a prayer. Regardless of your faith, every major religion 
express his gratitude. Stop for a moment and say thank you to God. Psalm 100 says to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Another thing you could do with the meal is to offer to pay. Yes, that may sound cheesy, but offer to pay in gratitude. Let your friend or family person know that you are grateful for them, you appreciate them, you want to honor them by paying for the meal. If you're eating out, you could also tip the waitress. And not just tip them 10% or 20. How about 50, 100, or 200% of what that meal is? Pay for the people's meal beside you or behind you in the drive through line. Use the next meal that you have as an opportunity to express gratitude. You don't have to eat out to do this either. Let's say you're at home. Go around the table and say, all right, everyone, let's say something we're thankful for. You might have teenagers roll their eyes, but the more you do this, they'll actually look forward to sharing the best part of their day. Say, I'm thankful for you. Look at the person that you're eating with and just tell a few things. Let it be known how grateful you are for who they are in your life. Maybe uh, when you're thinking about meals, you're a baker or a pie maker, or you're good at cooking steak. Make some muffins or offer a friend to come over for a cookout. Take some food to someone. Be kind. Cook your husband's favorite dish just because. Say that prayer of thanksgiving. Let the next meal that you have remind you to be grateful and to say thank you. Appreciation, gratitude gives perspective. Satisfied customers come back to your business. Appreciated employees give more time and attention and want to help. And we all know that in our home, when our spouses, when our children, when our parents, when those that we're, we're uh, related to feel appreciated, they respond in love. Realize today how good life is and how much better it can be. Imagine if you would just be more grateful, if you would just show more appreciation, how you could change your life, how you could just say thank you, change your workplace, change your city, and change your home. Our hope question for you today is how can you take the two words thank you and express it and feel it and show it to other people today in your life? Thanks again for listening. It's our goal to bring hope and inspire action so you lead a lifestyle that matters. Thanks for listening to the Sharing Hope Podcast with Daniel Rendleman. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and at our website at thehope.network. On that site, you'll find articles and inspiration to help you lead a meaningful lifestyle at home or at work. That's www.thehope.network.